on account of the spoken word come Lord Jesus accomplish your purpose in our midst accomplish your purpose in our lives may we be blessed because we came in Jesus name have we prayed shall we shout a big amen, amen. hallelujah amen. hallelujah and the theme you know, wealth and the kingdom of God Ahunya eni unyankopon na hindi wealth and the kingdom of God hallelujah na yen text no me fefi mark chapter 10 verse 23 mark chapter 10 verse 23 jesus looked around and said to his disciples how hard it is for the rich to enter into the kingdom of God hallelujah and there are five things I want us to pay attention to. This our church here, we are intensifying our teaching ministry. Any opportunity, more. Amen. Yeah. Sunday school. The most important question. Yeah, so we would know what the most important question of life is. Then number two, the standard of the law. Oh, repeat and call. Number three, the standard of grace. Number four, the test of the heart. And then number five, the lesson on wealth. Number one. Okay, number one. The most important question. Number two, the standard of the law. Number three, the standard of grace. Number four, the test of the heart. And then number five, the lesson on wealth. Hallelujah. Me my answer can be wala. Eti ebe wie no. E wase ye hu. Asembisa. Asembisa. E hu hia kese. E wo ye wiase asit name. Na ba ya ken kan some towards we be san asempa na etie no. In the gospel reading today. Bible says that there was a certain young man who came to Jesus? Bible says that this man he came running up to him and he fell on his knees before him and exclaimed, Good teacher. He asked, What must I do to inherit eternal life? This is the most important question of life. Amen. If he say, Bible say, Where will you spend eternity? It is an essential question. It is an important question. 
And it is, I dare say, it is the most important question. Because you must settle the question of eternity. It was said, you have to examine past questions. It is a good way to study and prepare for exams. Pasco. Because most of the time, it is around... But this man asked a very important question. And that question is a question everybody must ask themselves. What shall, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? The question of eternity is important. Because our lives do not end here when we, li- when we leave this body behind. Because you are a spirit. Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, Bible says that when the, the Lord God said, let us make man in our own image. So he took of the dust of the ground and fastened the man. And Bible says that he breathed into his nostrils and the man became a living soul. Your soul is important. And son, no nipa. That is Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. There was a test of obedience. The depravity of the heart of man, the death of sin. It reached the point that God was so sorrowed, was so grieved by the sins of man that he regretted making man. The Bible says, Each man has gone his own way. Because we are falling from the glory of God and the wages of sin is death. There should be a way that we shall be reconciled to God. Because the Lord told him that the day you do this, you shall surely die. The penalty, the wages, the salary, the compensation, or the reward or punishment for sin 
is death. The man who has sinned must perish. But God has sought a way to reconcile man to himself so that we shall receive life everlasting. So this young man's question was important. But because he was a Jew and the Jews had been following the law, Moses gave them the law. And their understanding of the law was that if you were able to comply by the law, then you would be right before the Lord. So Jesus Christ brought up the standard of the law in answer to the young man's question. And he asked them, you know the commandments. And you see that the ten commandments are divided into two. Jesus quoted the second part that deals with the relationship between a man and his fellow man. Which is summarized as love your neighbor as yourself. So you know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And then the young man, he received the syllabus. And then he said, oh, teacher, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Hallelujah. You know, there are many of us who believe like this young man that keeping the law is what will give us eternal life. But you see, in the book of Romans, Paul explained to us the purpose and the reason of the law. The purpose and the reason of the law. That the law, because where there is no law, there is no offense. If they, they, we don't give a commandment, you, you can't break the law. There are some things you can do today. If there is no law, if there is no law that jumping the red light is an offense, you can jump it and nobody can do anything to you. But when there is a law, then there is a standard to measure offense and sin. The objective of the law was to reveal in man the nature of sin which is deeply embedded in our nature right from conception for in, in sin where we conceive. But there are a number of us who think that and it is good if through our children's ministry right from your it is important and helpful if you come to know the Lord early and so you avoid certain things because by our Christian education it, it helps you when there are certain things that you don't struggle with if your parents sheltered and shepherded you and so you did not in your youth you know begin to steal or begin to be changing girls like boxer shorts or you did not begin to be drinking passion bitters these days they are bound on TV you see that when you come into the Lord, you become born again, you find that you, you, your struggles are limited. Because there are some things that when you be, make a habit of them, it is a struggle when now your eyes are opened from, from, from blindness to sight in the Lord, from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. 
then you begin to see that there is another battle against the flesh. So it is a good thing. However, these things cannot save us. Hallelujah. So Jesus went on further because the young man was confident. He was confident. He was very confident that by the things that he had done from his childhood, he would have passed the exam. So Jesus lifted the standard to test his heart. Now there was a test of his heart. So Jesus said that, go and sell all your, the properties that you have amassed and give them to the poor and then come and follow me. Bible says that when the part B of the exam, of the Wayek exam came up, the young man turned away sorrowful. He was sad. Bible says the reason was that he had great wealth. If indeed he loved his neighbor, doing good to the poor wouldn't have caused him sorrow. You see, the question was to reveal his heart to himself. You see, there are times when you think, oh, I'm a very patient person until you get married. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know some married people in the house. Yeah, you think you are very patient until you get married. Then you see whether indeed you are really patient. It will reveal your heart. Hallelujah. Yeah. There are certain friends that you make that reveal what is in your heart because they test you at the point where you think that you are strong and it reveals your heart to yourself. He said, go and sell everything, your possessions. So go and sell them and then give them to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. This is the test of the heart. Where your, tre where your treasures are, that is where your heart will be. If you are aiming to go to heaven, you will seek to build treasures in heaven. Now, what Jesus tried to show the young man is that no one has been able to keep the law to the letter. We are all sinners. We have sinned against him. By our thoughts. You see, in another breath, you know, Jesus also raised the standard of measurement, of assessment. Because he said that, you see, the law says, thou shalt not commit adultery. But when a man looks at a woman in a certain way, say, you have already committed adultery in your heart. The things our eyes have been seeing. Are there some brothers in the house? Because there are sometimes you are driving, you see a certain lady by the roadside, then you pass by, then you want to look in the mirror. It looks like somebody you know, but you know you don't know the person. Hallelujah. Jesus says that even with this, you have committed. Seeing the lady is not a problem. <laughs> but looking 
and certain analysis that go through in your mind. Somebody say, mercy, Lord. Yeah. There are some things we say with our mouth. We have committed murder with our words. Some of us have shown rebellion. Bible says rebellion is like witchcraft. Some of us have been reckless with our words. We have not been kind at all. We have not exhibited goodness. And there are many, so the law reveals to us our inadequacies. And that it is impossible for anybody by the effort, by their own efforts, to be able to save themselves. And so, Jesus came to show us the way of grace. He came to show us the way of grace. In Ephesians 2 verse 8, the Bible says that, For it is by grace that we have been saved, through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. By grace, our hearts are set apart for the Lord. By grace, we are convicted of our situation of sin. We are convicted of our life of sin. We are convicted of iniquity. We are convicted of depravity in our hearts. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It is grace alone. It is the grace of God alone. It is not by our works. It is not by our efforts. It is not by our ability to keep the law. It is by the grace of God. The standard of grace is what will save us. It is the amazing grace of the Lord. It is the amazing love that was exhibited in Christ Jesus. In that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ Jesus died for the forgiveness of our sins. Have you received the grace of God? Because the young man, when his heart was revealed to him, the test of the heart, when he failed that test, he should have asked for Jesus' help. But he did not. He turned away. This was a young man who came with enthusiasm. He came with zeal. It was not exam time, but he wanted to write an exam. He came to Jesus with a question. The Bible says that he turned away. He turned away. Brothers and sisters, if you have not availed yourself to the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Last week, Papa gave an excellent exposition about the kingdom of God. And in Matthew 6 verse 33, Jesus said that seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. And he says that then all the other things. In the preceding verses, he was talking about the things that the people of the world are looking for. Food, clothing, shelter, 
Saniama wey o se na wi o se amanamam fu asefo no wa yeden wo hwehwe saniama wey nyina na mo agya no wo soro no onim se mu hia na mom mon hwehwe onyankopon ahenni ene ne tire ne kan o se na ne aka ne nyina ba de hallelujah this is the christian attitude to wealth we are on the lesson of wealth do not misinterpret our Bible passage today because our text was that Jesus said it is a hard thing it is a hard thing for a rich person to enter into the kingdom of God why is it so you see wealth has its temptations and struggles when you are materially wealthy there is a temptation to be haughty and proud I have a, a 2007, there is this man who became my friend. He's a very wealthy man. Um, an astute businessman, you know, with a lot of real estate projects. And then one evening he called me. And I was driving and I said, oh yeah, I'm driving, I'm going to church for an all night. I said, ah, I don't have a problem here now. Then how? <laughs> because in his mind, my, our only, my only people with problems do you understand the philosophy? Yeah. It is easy for you to have abundance and to think you have no need of God. Your wealth can answer a number of problems in this world, but it cannot give you eternal life. Hallelujah. It cannot give you eternal life. If it could, the rich man at whose door Lazarus sat will not have ended up in the place of torment. He was a man of great substance. But he ended. So your wealth cannot. There was another rich man. He had become so prosperous. His business was thriving. He sat down one night and said. Rejoice oh my soul. I will tear down my bonds. And build a bigger one. And I will, and I will give no care. To anything. He did not remember the Lord. Nor remember the poor. So Jesus called him a fool. Wealth. There was a prayer. This is the only prayer in the book of Proverbs. In Proverbs 30 verse 8 to 9. And the prayer said, says a God. In verse 7 he said, he prayed and said a God, do not deprive me of this, in this life. Then verse 8 says, keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. But give me only my daily bread. And this was his reason. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you. And say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal. And so, dishonor the name of my God. His prayer was that God should just give him his daily bread. He was not asking to be poor. Because poverty has its temptations also. Yeah, there is the dangers and temptations of poverty, and there is the dangers and temptations of abundance. And today we are focusing on abundance and on wealth. Another time we will talk about the other side. Hallelujah. The young man was attached to his wealth, his identity was closely knit to the wealth the substance, the properties he had been able to acquire that he could not separate himself from it. 
his heart was following those things. And that was why Paul counseled Timothy. He said that for the love of money, it is not money itself. Money doesn't have any character. Money does not have any character. If you read the whole tenor of scripture, we learn that material riches in themselves are neither good nor bad in themselves. Because you see, money or wealth in the hand of a good Christian would be food to the hungry. It will be medicine to the sick. It will be clothing to the naked. It will be school fees to somebody who is a dropout. You understand me? Money in the hands of a terrorist will be bombs and biological weapons. It will take on the character of the holder. And so Jesus said, do not pursue them first, but rather seek first the kingdom. Come to Jesus. Come. Give them up. Be able to surrender them. Do not attach any personal emotion to them. Anything that you are not emotionally attached to. If the Lord asks you for it, you can give it to him. Hallelujah. Abraham was tested. He so desired a son. And the Lord gave him a son by his beloved wife. And then the Lord said, give me back this boy. It was a test of the man's heart. What is the nature of your heart today? What are you attached to? What are you so connected to? That if the Lord should ask you for that thing today, you cannot give it up. Is it a particular pleasure? Is it a particular interest? Is it a particular asset? Is it a particular acquisition? Is, if the Lord should ask you today to hand this back to him, can you? This is the test of the heart. And in this world, we are chasing a lot of a lot of things. We want to keep building and building and building. There's nothing wrong with it. We are comfortable in this room. We must build. But what Jesus is saying is that do not attach emotional, your emotions to it. It is the love of those things. Anything that comes into your heart and becomes so that if God asks you for it, you cannot give it back to him. That thing has become an idol in your life. Adibia the Bible says that money is a very bad master. Say so you cannot serve both God and money. Choose it today who you will serve. Will you choose to serve God so that money will become your servants? So that the resources God gives you will be able to visit prisoners. We'll be able to clothe the naked. We'll be able to feed the hungry. We'll be able to support the poor. We'll be able to send the gospel to others. We'll be able to support the work of God. Giving is a cure to the love of money. John Wesley taught us in his famous sermon on the use of money. He said, as a Methodist, gain all you can. Honestly, you see, in, in our first Bible reading, Amos, the prophet, was criticizing people who were amassing wealth the wrong way, who were cheating, who were taking bribes, who were corrupt. 
And we should not make wealth in that way. But in all honest ways, let us gain all we can. Then Wesley taught also that save all you can. You have to be wise in the application, in the use of your financial resources. But then he concluded the sermon by saying, give all you can. Because that is how you can cure your heart from the love of money. There are rich people who came to faith in Jesus Christ. I'll give you a few examples. Joseph of Arimathea, in Matthew 27, verse 57, he was identified as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that he was a rich man. He had his own tomb already designed for him. And it was that tomb that they laid the body of Jesus Christ. He was a wealthy man, but also a disciple of Jesus Christ. So it is possible for rich people to come to faith in Jesus Christ if they would be able to lay everything at the feet of Jesus. He gave his treasure, the place he had prepared for his own burial. He surrendered it to the Christ of God. Shall you be able to surrender your treasured possessions? This is the lesson on wealth. We also have Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus had become rich through cheating people. Through being a hard and callous officer. A public official who was wild, grabbing with both hands. But one day, he desired to see Jesus. And he overcame the limitation of his height. Zacchaeus would have been my height mate, most likely. But he climbed a tree, overcome that challenge, and Jesus called him down. You see, the same day that Jesus called Zacchaeus and went to his house, the same day when other people were criticizing Jesus for going to eat in the house of Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus himself made a declaration. He says, today, everybody that I have cheated, I return. He made restitution. The day that he met Jesus, he separated himself from the love of money. He was willing and ready to give to the poor, even more than he had taken from them. And he divided his wealth and gave to the poor. This is the effects of these people. They already had it. But when they encountered Jesus, they were able to let Jesus remain Lord so that their wealth will become a servant to the will of God. So that what will please the Lord that is what they use their money for. Are you using your resources to pursue the will of God? I was talking about two men. Let me talk about the women. In Luke chapter 1, chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. Bible mentions some women who followed Jesus. So in verse 1 it says, After this Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him. These guys were men. Then in verse 2 he says, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Anybody with any inhabiting demon afflicting and oppressing them. In the name of Jesus, let that demon come out. Let there be liberty to the soul. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. By the preaching of the word of the Lord Jesus, let there be liberty. In verse 3, he mentions some 
another woman. He said, Joanna, the wife of Shusa, the manager of Herod's household. Susanna and many others. Then he says, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. From their own substance. From their own pockets or purses. They were supporting the ministry of Jesus Christ. They had been converted, delivered, and now they followed Jesus. And whenever there was a need, that was why Jesus had a treasure called Judas Iscariot. Because there were people who were consistently giving to support. And these women were following the disciples wherever Jesus was going. I came to tell somebody this morning that having wealth, making money, building assets in themselves is not a problem. It is the place those things hold in your heart. That is the test you must pass. Do they hold a place where Jesus must fail? Is Jesus Lord of your life? Have you yielded to his message of grace? Or are you tickling yourself that by doing one or two things, you will be good enough? Because there are many people, when you ask them the question, should you go to the gate of heaven today? Praise the Lord. So do not put your trust in riches. And into Paul, the Timothy, first Timothy 6, verse 17 to 19. Or say, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Tell your neighbor for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds. And to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. The answer to the most important question is to go to God just as you are and receive Jesus Christ's Son. For there is no name under man, under, under heaven, given unto men by which we shall be saved. Accept the name, accept the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you have, because the question that Peter and his friends asked Jesus in our gospel reading was that, hey, if it is so hard, then who shall be saved? Then Peter remembered that he was a fisherman. He had a business. Jesus asked for his boat to use to preach, and he gave it. And after that, he has been following Jesus everywhere he goes. He had abandoned his business. He says, I have left many things, everything to follow you. What would happen to me? But then Jesus told him, Jesus told him that 
Truly I tell you, Jesus replied in Mark 10 verse 29, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and fields along with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. Praise the Lord. So even though it will look like you have lost by the sacrifices you make for the kingdom, even though it will look a bear to send here, well, Lusu. Now, so I say, Ube Dinech, no, no, be Kaya, Niamanakan, Onsabesaka. You will give up, give up a house, but God will give you houses. In the name of Jesus, you may be believing God for a child, you may have been serving Him diligently. And then sometimes it looks like God has forgotten about your labor of love. But in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58, the Bible says that be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding your ground in the Lord. Because your labor in the Lord will not be in vain. He has not forgotten about you. Hallelujah. There is manifold grace and blessings and provision. Supernatural provision that will come our way even as we let Christ become Lord in our hearts. Have you answered the most important question in your life? Have you made that decision, that choice? I said, Holy club. Preach faith until you have it. Now what King Kai Roman for uh, uh, Martin Luther ni preface to the book of Romans and no tie and na jidifi ase won akoma and na onyame adum no eba ne so and I say I felt my heart strangely warmed and I felt that I believed in Christ na eno achi no when yan ni nyuma na oye no na mo afade e na hom konkon no afane no mum Ubisasi, eye wa unya ena wo de wo re ashim. 
and I say Christo and I do a real turn so. Then, and I would do sika sem area. Udi ye nyame pe. Udi ko e nyafumwa. Udi ribuwa ne ejuma. And I say wakuma. Eshe ene wure. Ako she wakunyamu. Si uti ase ni mompay. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the prince of glory died, I reach a scale I can't but loss. Christo, 
sawana ne kasa Fasi ya dia kuma ne jedi ya dia no ne pemu kan say Jesus Christ you rule and conquer we believe with our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord of salvation one in kasa one in kasa one in kasa In a man dying watching what is our branching now, dear who acquire or the uncle can ever be sad seven. That's what son Akumashevian or the are who in the queen. Yes, you are rich. What's the young father who could do in Brana? I doom I him one in Come to him, he will receive you, he will save you. There is mercy at the feet of the cross. If you repent of pride, he will save you. If you repent of arrogance, he will save you. If you repent of self-righteousness, he will save you. Come to him. Come to him. Come to him.
na ye jai bibia ni abedi wachi ye jai bibia ni abedi wachi i have a sense there are some people here this morning you give your life to christ Sometimes now, quite say, I quite say, the throne of grace with confidence so you may, re- you may receive grace to help in your time of need in the name of the Lord Jesus open your mouth send, a, send your petition to him in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus there is help open doors supernatural provision supernatural supplies open doors in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus Breakthrough for children, breakthrough for family provision in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let the hand of the Lord be lifted, let the grace of God provide in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Because you, He is our shepherd, we shall know no lack, we shall not lack, we shall have no want in the mighty name of Jesus by supernatural provision. The multiplier of bread, the multiplier of bread, the multiplier of bread in the mighty name of Jesus, He will come through for us. He will come through for us. He will come through for you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. 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 Jesus, Jesus, the supplier, the supplier, the supplier. The provider in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. He will meet everybody at the point of his knees. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let grace attend to us. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. If I say, O die when it's your what you want to say, and what you want to say. Now, soon in Samuya Basa, Mubeso Mohomosam. So beach now in China with Meson in Samus, over bomb pie Amawinian. Empire being our baby. Baba Cashel and Cuponsi, Umbua Winian. I want in here at Na on Samua Winian. Na ontimi fania onyankopon dia dum ne bia There was Barnabas who was an apostle also Somebody who was a commissionary with Paul but he was also a wealthy man because we read that he had lands 
and he went to sell the land and brought it to the feet of the apostles so that the poor people the poor people among the, the, the community of believers can be supported but he was also a preacher of the gospel lift up prayer and pray for your neighbor in the name of the Lord Jesus pray for your neighbor in the name of the Lord Jesus that the Lord will come through for them that the Lord will come through for them In the name of Jesus. And that what the Lord provides, the resources, the supplies of houses, we will be able, an abundant wealth, real wealth, we will be able to use it for His glory, to support the work of the ministry, to reach out to the poor, to do works of transformation in our community. In the name of the Lord Jesus, food to the hungry, clothing to the naked, medicine to the sick, shelter to the homeless, mercy to those who need mercy, grace Lord, grace Lord, grace Lord, grace Lord, grace Lord. the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We will sing MHB 